Welcome to the Weekly Fallout, a show about sports by Jay and E. I'm Eric Endicott, along with my good friend Jay Mickens. Um, together, we've been in sports for a long time. I grew up in the Woodlands area, uh, lived here since 1979, played football, basketball, uh, played a little college basketball. Jay, you're a college basketball player, but you're from Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we so, can hoop in Tennessee. So, yeah, I know you can hoop. There's, there's some hoopers coming out of Memphis. Uh, but we're really excited to bring the show to you, Jay. Yeah, and, and we're back, guys. You know, by popular demand. Um, if you, you know, our loyal, you know, followers that, you know, used to watch the weekly fallout uh, before COVID, you know, unfortunately kind of shut us down. And, uh, you know, I'm excited, you know, to do this with you. You know, I'm going to miss my buddy Scott Bruder. Was was fun doing it with him. But, uh, you know, E, I, I can't wait to get this going. And for our new viewers, like this show, guys, is going to be so exciting. You know, show like nothing that is on the airways right now. You know, we're going to be talking about, you know, hot topics, right? Things that are going around in the area, right? You know, we're going to mainly want to cover on the, the, the high school level, especially Montgomery, as well as, you know, the, the, the Conroe ISD, you know, that we're mm-hmm. going to hone in because we know this is where our, our main fan base is. But being able to talk about hot topics within certain things, uh, being able to also, you know, talk about certain and, you know, Tom is there. It's going to be fun, Eric, as we get ready to go through the show and have some friendly debates mm-hmm. um, on, on some things that we might not agree or see eye to eye on. And then, of course, getting to the meat and potatoes of this show. Yeah. Talking right now, high school football. Yeah, go ahead, yeah, yeah a lot, lot there. And, and, you know, just to reiterate what you were saying, you know, we've been, you know, friends since 2012, since we were coaching Little League football together, but very involved in the youth area uh, or the, the area in youth sports. Uh, it's really important to us. So uh, we've been arguing for nine years about sports and, <laughs> yeah. and certain topics. So we thought it'd be fun to to put this show together and, and, and just really go at it about everything. Not only, you know, youth sports, high school sports, but what's going on in the world today as far as, you know, the sports worlds and, and anything that we can we can talk about, really. Oh, it's going to be fun. Uh, and, and I'm so excited, you know. And, guys, we're going to be making predictions for the high school level. I cannot wait for that. Uh, you know, it's going to be predictions only in the current ISD, but hey, you know, this is where, you know, we are. And then, of course, we'll be able to expand, you know, once the state playoffs start. But, you know, talking obviously that we're going to be talking college football, mm-hmm. love college oh, football, love it. Love it. you know, so it's glad. My favorite. Oh. Also seeing the stadiums. Yeah. And people being in the stadiums, Eric, it's full again. It's, it's so much fun, even at the at our level, just, you know, everybody being back, not having a shortened season, um, seeing everybody in the stands and. You know, um, yeah, that's that's awesome. It I is, love it. I love it is. It. and then of course, it. you know, we we'll talk some pro football, maybe talk a little fantasy football as you know we progress through you know our, our episodes. But Woodlands Online, we're back, baby, and I cannot wait to kick this sucker off. So, E, you ready to get this going? Yeah, hot topic. Let's do it. Right, the last, weekly hot topic. Last night, volleyball. So Woodlands High School has pretty much dominated volleyball for a long time, had a state championship, had a national championship. Wait, right? they won a natty? I think they were ranked number one at one point. That is awesome. I might be making that up. I I, I swear I read that, or I think I'm pretty sure that's that's correct. I'm going to believe you on yeah, that. Yeah, Woodlands, Woodlands Volleyball has just had a great program. But last night, uh, uh, got defeated by College Park. Um, wow. So Woodlands is like 33 and, and two or, and, and College Park is 22. I guess they played less games, 22 and four or two or something like mm-hmm. that. 
but the college college park won. Wow. And so now they sit alone. And so what how that works is there's five, six teams in the district, so they play five games. So they've been through that just like basketball, they play everybody twice. They've been through that uh, once in College Park, ran the gauntlet. And so now College Park sits a top five and oh in district play. Woodlands four and oh. Now then they gotta do it again. So if College Park can go undefeated, um, they still gotta play Woodlands last game of the season, yeah. regular season. Yeah. And um, um, you know, if Woodlands can go and they beat them, then you're tied at district. But I just think it was uh, huge. That's you know, a the huge Wood- win. Woodlands is always just such a powerhouse. They're right. going to continue to be as great coaching, great volleyball. Uh, they're great, great players that come through. And uh, College Park just did a great job this year. Uh, not past years growing the program, um, but you know, getting getting that off their back, beating the Woodlands, and now they're sitting atop alone at uh, number one in, in 13-6-8. Wow, uh, what, a, what a big win. Yeah. Big. I, I mean, I, I hope the students stormed the court. Yeah, I mean, it, it was at the Woodlands High School, and I oh. saw Woodlands Online had some, uh, some, some highlights there, and it, it wasn't a it – was, it was a packed house. There was a lot of College Park represented and, and Woodlands represented. Uh, I didn't. I don't think they they stormed the court. That'd be a little premature, right? You know, cut the nets down. No, that's cut like the Kentucky, that's net. like when Kentucky, uh, who they beat, they beat Florida and they stormed their home field. Like <laughs> that's a big win. Yeah, it's a big win. But like you know, I'm like I'm a big advocate of storm the field when it counts, right? <laughs> that's uh, true. So so that's true. you know maybe maybe back at College Park, you know, yeah, maybe oh, the gotcha. students, yeah, the students can storm at the end of the season if they, they. continue to go undefeated and and beat. The Woodlands, yeah. but great job to the hey, Cavaliers, Lady Cavaliers. Great job! Yeah. Congratulations on that's a huge win. Yeah, and hey, the Woodlands, you know, still there. You know, they're they're going to make the playoffs. I think it's College Park and the Woodlands that'll eventually go to the playoffs, and uh, they're going to make a deep run like they always do. So uh, it'll be fun to see how that plays yes. out. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Another hot topic: Astros. Right, hey. Astros back in. Uh, all those haters out there, they're still mad at them about cheating <laughs> for stealing signs, which I think every Major League Baseball everybody. team does anyway. Everybody they has their own day. It. Just got um, caught. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but back in the playoffs, they play tomorrow night against the White Sox. It's going to be uh, – they got home field advantage, so uh, they're going to be at Minute Maid Park. It's, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, it's going to be great, man. Uh, I mean, the Shrews finishing second in the American League. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's the, the, the AO East – it's interesting, you know. Last night, Red Sox and uh, Yankees had to play in, and then they got to go play Tampa Bay. And Cole, who left the Astros to go to the Yankees, mm. and he was even quoted after the game as saying he's six to his stomach, like he let his team down. Yeah, Red Sox won, but it's hard in baseball when you just have that one play, one one game playoff, right? right? Yeah, um, it's you know, win or go home. It is, um, so. it is, and, and and that's where I think the Astros are actually benefiting. You know, me bringing up the AL East is that if the Astros would have finished first in the AL, I feel tougher opponent coming in, and nothing against the White Sox. Yeah. You know, White Sox great season. You know, they they won the AL Central, and mm-hmm. you know they're they're going to be uh, a formidable opponent. Mm-hmm. But I would rather see the White Sox than 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 the Red Sox uh, right now. Yeah, you know me personally. And, so. and the Astros, same cast of characters. I think their only um, you know uh, area of improvement, let's call it, is maybe maybe uh, the deep in the rotation and pitching. Yes. Uh, but offensively, I mean, you got the you know you got the AL batting uh, winner and and uh, I can never say his name, so I'm not going to tell you. No, no, Correa. Uh, no, no, no. no. Uh, you're. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. You can't think. It's okay. I I, 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 I butcher last names, but y'all know who I'm talking about. (laughs) Congratulations to that guy. 319 batting average. Uh, So it's going to be fun to watch him play. And and baseball, so what's so exciting about playoff baseball, especially in the Houston area, is that's when all the non-baseball fans come out and that's when the bars get full. You're right. You know, all you right. diehard Astros fans have been going to games and following. Um, get ready for some company because you're gonna have some. <laughs> you're gonna have some bandwagoners come yeah. out and like, let's go Astros. Uh, so it'll be fun. Yeah. I, I, I just I love I love playoff time. Like that's always in professional Correct. sports. It's right. always the the fun part it, of the season. It so. is. It is. And, and and you know, and we actually get to see the managers have to actually, you know, coach their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 162 games, that's a lot of baseball games. That's a lot. You know, and, and you know, you when you're kind of watching games throughout the year and you see the manager get interviewed, mm-hmm. middle of a game, mm-hmm. third, fourth, and you're like, what? Like, this is well, weird. What other sport do you really have uh, on the professional level, do you really have, you know, because of the elongated season, where you sit out your starters on a schedule throughout the season. Right. Right? And you get you get other players in there, but, you know, you sit your guys. Um, you know, like Correa is coming back from injury. He's now back 100%, doing great. Um, but, but you, you know, Altuve, you, you know, every 10th game or whatever it is, you sit him out, let him rest. Yeah. You get some younger, younger guys. Yeah, yeah. maintenance. So yeah. that's the only sport you really do that. I get at the end of NFL, well, hey, we're going to pull back our stars. Basketball, no, no, too. No, yeah. basketball will do that. You yeah. know, I mean, basketball, uh, to not get too far off topic, but, yeah, basketball, you know, a lot of guys don't do the bat-to-bat mm-hmm. anymore. And, yeah. and if we got playing town talk b-ball, we will definitely be doing that, you know, November, December. Uh, but getting back on baseball, though, you know, the rotation – is shortened. Mm-hmm. You know, you take your top five pitchers mm-hmm. and that's it. Yep. Right. You know, your lineup, you know, you're getting to see the best of the best. So yeah. back to your point, there's no sitting out yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know, your dudes are going yeah. every day and, and I, I, I can't wait. And, you know, wait forward and, you know, being a, a business owner, uh, you know, I, I'm allowed to set my schedule and I can't wait to watch some day baseball, which that makes it even more exciting as well during playoff time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm with you there. So that brings us to our weekly call out. Ooh. Right. So weekly call out topic to say explain that to him, Eric. So so there's discussion now about moving um uh six A division one schools um when it comes to playoff time, right? So in six A division I think you have this in 5A Division too. Exactly. Yep. Uh, you when you make it to the playoffs in football, the the teams in the district that make the playoffs, the ones with the higher enrollment uh, count, uh, they're in Division One, and uh, then then the others are Division Two. Uh, but it just depends on who makes the playoffs. Because if you got a team that's the biggest school in the district doesn't make the playoffs, then they make it next year. They're going to Division One. You could be knocked down to Division Two. So it really just does, depends. But there's discussion now about moving to a 7A and taking all those Allens that have, what, 20,000 kids? Yeah. No, that's exactly well, yeah, but like 7,000 7, well, kids at one school. Can you imagine yeah. going to that high school? Like, and, I, and nothing against Allen. I'm sure it's a one. I know it's a wonderful high school. Great program. Great, oh, great administration. Yes. But 7,000 kids. That's a lot. And, 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 you know, and here in Houston – you see it. I mean, like, go look at Katie, mm-hmm. right? Just look even here yeah. in, in Conroe. You know, you and I talked about this Saturday when we were watching, you know, some youth football games of imagine if it was only one school 
in Conroe, mm -hmm. ISD. Mm -hmm. Imagine how nasty that uh, team would be. Uh, could you imagine putting a football team together I, made out of 13 6A? Right. And you would have kids that are playing right now that wouldn't even make the team. Exactly. And that's it, crazy. Exactly, right. And, and, and that's the thing that a lot of people that are outside of this district don't understand is that these schools are right on top of each other. Mm -hmm. Grand Oaks in the Woodlands. Conroe, you know, the furthest school out is Willis. Mm -hmm. like, that's really the only drive. But mm -hmm. Grand Oaks, Oak Ridge, yeah. the Woodlands College Park, the, all those schools are within a 10 mile radius. Yeah, and just to give you a history in case you don't know, so back in the set, you know, Conroe's been around for a long, long time. You know, Conroe High School's been there since, you know, the whole century, last century. Um, the Woodlands was was built in, in uh, uh, in the in the 70s, George Mitchell had a dream in the 60s, hmm. started building the woodlands uh, on his property in the 70s. Um, so any kid in Oak Ridge or the woodlands back in the late 70s went to Conroe High School, robust Conroe High School. Then they built the Woodlands High School, and I think the Woodlands first, or McCullough High School. Right, McCullough. Which yep. was turned into the woodlands, but McCullough High School's first graduating class was 1979. And Oak Ridge kids were still bused to Conroe. And then they built Oak Ridge High School. And so in 2005, or maybe, yeah, somewhere around there, they built College Park High School in the Woodlands. So that split yeah. the Woodlands, which used to be McCullough, and College Park. And Oak Ridge, because of the expansion of uh, everything east of 45, mm -hmm. Uh, and all those new neighborhoods, Bender's Landing, all that, they built Grand Oaks, which is an absolutely wonderful high school. Great facilities. Uh, great facilities. Yeah. But and, I mean, but in turn, like Allen, it's only one school. Yep. It's only one school. Yep. And look, kudos to those guys. It's worked out. They've won a ton of state championships. Mm -hmm. You know, Allen has more. You know, I know people go crazy over North Shore and Katie High School here, mm -hmm. but but Allen has been the king of the absolutely. state. And it's because Not of this year. There's, Tascacy to make sure of that. They did. They went up there and took care of business, <laughs> yeah, which, once again, you know, so getting back to this whole 6A, 7A, you're talking about schools that have two to 4,000 students mm -hmm. going against seven to 8,000. Mm -hmm. And now the topic is, should we create a 7A? And here's the other thing is, is that when these schools split, it is so hard. It's just like a school going from 5A to 6A, just like Willis, right? So it is so hard to build that program because you just made the cusp to make it to 6A due to enrollment, but you're still dealing with the same talent pool and, and as far as numbers go, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so it takes Willis a while. So it just like it's taken Grand Oaks a while, you know, they've struggled. They still have the same, and Coach Jackson talked about this, same schedule. You know, they were independent first and then finally right. got a senior graduating class. And now they're starting to put it together. But if they make the playoffs, you know, I guess is that fair that they got to run into a well, and, and, and not really comparing apples to apples there because Grand Oaks is a brand new school, mm -hmm. right? So even though great kids are going there, they got athletes, still a brand new school. Mm -hmm. Willis has been around forever. Mm -hmm. Willis barely made 6A by like five kids. Yeah. Like that's where, you know, and it's interesting because, you know, and I guess my people up in Dallas put your earmuffs on if you're watching, but like Highland Park, yep. like Highland Park always stays 5A. Mm -hmm. And you know that it's a wealthy community up there. Mm -hmm. You know a lot of kids go to yeah. Highland Park and transfer in because yeah. great facility, great program. And in turn, it, <laughs> I'm not accusing anybody of cheating mm -hmm. or, or, or finagling of numbers. However, mm -hmm. it's just interesting that Willis was like, here's our numbers, and they knew that they were five over. And now 
they're yeah. having to go play against the big boys, which, by the way, Willis lost to Huntsville, which is a 5A school. Yep. So, yeah, with that said, in Dallas, this is a different dynamic. Well, not a different dynamic. It, it, it kind of happens with, like, what happened with Grand Oaks and all that. Up in North Dallas, you have places like Prosper, where my nephew, Justin Endicott, um, plays for. He's a senior this year. <laughs> nice plug. Uh, yeah, defensive lineman. Uh, getting some letters. He's a good recruit. Uh, he, uh, you know, Prosper was a two A school, and now they've they're you know they they've they broke <clears throat> everything in North Dallas, unless you were landlocked like Highland Park, right? Is or Little Elm, right? They're six A, but they're not growing anymore because they they don't have any more land. But um, places like Allen, it had. Uh, you know, places, you know, neighborhoods to be built, people moving right, in right. and all that stuff. Same with Willis. There's a lot of, you know, just like Candy Creek and, and uh, Lake, Lake, Lake Creek right. and where you, yeah. your kid goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, there's that. But, I mean, think about it like this. Like, I would assume that um, probably Conroe and uh, Woodlands is our 136A's biggest uh, enrollment, yes. right? I mean, I, yes. I, I don't know the yes. numbers, but I would think... No, it, 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 you're right about well, that, because well, both of them are 4,000 plus. Yeah, think about it. If they didn't make it, right? If they didn't make the playoffs, and the other four schools did, right? And Grand Oaks is one of those teams, and they happen to be one of the two top teams out of College Park, Willis, Oak Ridge, and Grand Oaks. So back to that question, is that fair that they have to go up against a place like Allen? To me, it, to me, it makes sense to move into a seven A. To me, it makes sense to, to you know, match that enrollment because it's just you know it is when we we dealt with this in little league football, right? Right. You know, right. We, we've always SCFL has always been the bigger little league. You know, other North counties caught up a little bit, and I think they're one team short of us this year. Right. But um, you know, traditionally we've been better. We have more kids to pull from, right? And, and that's true. And that's truth. You know, but I will say that, you know, looking at just the sheer talent, mm -hmm. you know, Huntsville and Humble have always led, in my opinion, mm -hmm. when it comes to the talent. So getting back to your question, is it fair? I mean, Tascita went up to Allen and took care of business. Mm -hmm. Now, Tascita, their number, whatever they are, going into that game, they were numbered, I believe, four or five in the state. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they bumped up after, two, after that. Yeah. They're two right now. Now, Tascita doesn't have 7,000 kids no. in their school. However, but they got a lot. But they they got a lot. But they got more than Well, here's the deal. They have the right yeah. lot. You yeah. know. So to oh, answer your question, true, true. you know, is it fine to go up there? So I would answer it and say, yeah, I do think it's fair because when you get to that level of football, if you got the right kids, mm -hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many kids you have. You and I both know that, including special teams, mm -hmm. you're talking at most, right? At the most. 30, 35 kids are going to play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In, 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 in the game. Yep. So I don't care if your sideline has 100 kids. Mm -hmm. I, I've been to tons of Woodlands games. Yeah. Their sideline looks like they got five teams. And you're right. You're right. I, 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 would, I would say that, you know, talent pull as far as, as how many kids you have to pull from also means who's in that mix, right? Right. Because Allen had Kyler Murray, right? As I was, yeah, Murray. You're right. Yeah. No, Kyler so, Murray. They, they also so Murray. had Guyton, yeah. receiver for uh, the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Willis has DJ Lagway. You think, do you think Lagway could start at Allen? 
<laughs> man, yeah, I mean, hey, that's, that's that, but, but you're you know, right. Uh, no, that's a great point. And how many kids, you know, and, and that was the thing. Um, I think he could, by the way. Yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, I yeah. And we'll, yeah. We'll get the DJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get the DJ later on in the show. However, you know, but, but that's a great point, Eric. Mm-hmm. You, you're bringing up a great point. And, you know, we, we even talked about offline, you know, how Allen loses the number one receiver in the nation based off of his grade and, and where he's, he's ranked. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, cool. Then they went and got the number two mm-hmm. receiver. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just a revolving door, um, <laughs> you know, with, with that. And it'll be interesting to see. I, I do think there's a lot of pressure, yeah. you know, because once again, now you're talking about a coach that has all these stud athletes in front of him. How do you set your depth chart? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and that pressure. Very strategically. Yeah. Very, yeah. right. Yeah. Whereas yeah. a little bit easier with the smaller schools. And that's the reason why I think there, there are some disadvantages, but there are also <clears throat> some advantages too, mm-hmm. you know, in my opinion. And, and, you know, just knowing the history of Texas and sports and, you know, my dad played basketball uh, out of French high school in Beaumont in the, um, you know, in the, in the mid sixties and early to mid sixties and, and, you know, it's it's just grown so much. You know, it's just grown so much, and and um, I think it's going to continue continue to evolve. You know, when I was in high school, um, uh, not that long ago in 1991, when I graduated, you know, Mac- I was at McCullough High School, and we were 5A, mm-hmm. and that was the top division. And then shortly after that, hey, we need to create a 6A, and then shortly after that, hey. We, hmm. we need to make some parity, which is why those moves are made. And let, let's make a D1 and D2. Um, and they may move to 7A and still have D1, D2. I don't know. I just think it, I th- I just think it would, uh, you know, probably be a good move. But, but uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see where it let's goes. See where it goes yeah, huh? We'll see where it goes. Well, hey, guys, up next, we will be talking a little high school, college, and pro football. So y'all stay tuned. Hey, sports fans. Tyler here with How Watson Air Conditioning. If your air conditioner sounds like this, then it's time to call the pros at Hal Watson Air Conditioning. Stop enduring your air conditioning. With Daikin Inverter technology and service from Hal Watson Air Conditioning, start enjoying it today. Welcome back to the weekly fallout here with J, J and E. <laughs> I said I was J, J and E. And uh, 5A football, J. Hey. hey I mean, it's district play. Five, uh, They've already been into district. They got more teams in the district, but uh, Montgomery, started, Lake yeah, Creek. exactly, yeah, and you know, and and those are the teams that will, you know, uh, you know, cover on this show. They're they're the only locals <clears throat> in the five A, and uh, I tell you what, the Montgomery Bears are off to a phenomenal start. They're five and zero, right? They're one and zero in the district. Which, by the way, most not most, but some teams have been accused of creating a cupcake schedule. Right for their non-district play. Well, let's say that um, uh, Montgomery has gone out to play some people, including one of the six A uh, thirteen district teams in Oak Ridge. Mm-hmm. At Oak Ridge, yep. they beat them sixty-two to thirty-two. They beat a very injured Oak Ridge team, 30, 50, 62, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but sixty-two but to thirty-two. I mean, they're in a district with A and M consolidated, yep. top rank in this not top rank in the state, but up there, top ten. Montgomery. Rudder, Fulcher, Lamar Consolidated, Huntsville, and then Lake Creek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and, and Jalen Washington is the best running back in this district. Um, this, he's been starting for Montgomery since he was a freshman. Wow. I can't wait for you to see his younger brother, by the way. Mm-hmm. 12-year-old kid, 
I'll be coaching him with the Pines. Yeah. He, you'll, he, Good he's, Thank you. <laughs> and he, he's the guy. But anyway, Jalen Washington, last week against Fulcher, um, last week against Fulcher, uh, they won 52-32, okay? This kid, you ready for this? Yep. 300, I know. I 300 I yards. I, I voted for him for uh, player, of the, player <laughs> Bro, of the week on Woodland. So it was tough for me, you know, because my, my ties were to Lake Creek. <laughs> I, I, wanted to, I wanted to go Sam Lee, uh, but it was tough. And Sam had a great week. Mm-hmm. 16 catches, you How know. Many yards, 300 what? Bro, 300 yards, five touchdowns, five, all 25 carries. Yeah, that's we, a lot. Yeah, we've seen those games before, and oh wow, that's just he—he he, is—he's he, a real deal. Mm-hmm. He's a real deal. Great kid. Uh, but anyway, he's doing a great job of leading his team. And you know, this week they—they they have, um, uh, I believe, uh, Rudder. Yep, they have Rudder coming up. Which you know, because of the way the schedule worked out, the athletic director of that district is uh, a Montgomery guy, because. Let's just say that Montgomery Bears play everybody that Lake Reed played the week before. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So they had their bye early in the year, and they're just, oh. you know, so. It, hey, as a schedule guy, that's how the schedule works out sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it was on purpose. <laughs> well, all I know is is that we, we, we uh, and by we, Lake Creek High School, the, the new Montgomery school uh, that was created about five years ago, they – uh, you know, varsity lost to Rudder and, you know, tough loss. And then, um, you know, Montgomery gets to play them this mm-hmm. week. Week before we lost to Fulcher, uh, two weeks ago, rather, we lost to Fulcher and Montgomery took care of business by beating them. So, anyway, good good start to the season for the Bears. And, uh, you know, I look forward to see seeing them, you know, go against some of these other schools and, and see if they can keep this thing going. Yeah, Lake Creek had a good pre-district run. They won four games. Um and uh, lost two first two in district, so that's got to be tough for them. But they're four and two, um, but they play AM Consolidated this week, so that's tough. That is tough. That's tough. Like Lake Creek needed to get a split with Fulcher and, and Rudder, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, just looking at you know, and look, Lake Creek lost 25 seniors, yeah, last year, yeah. right? You know, this this truly is a, a rebuilding year. I know a lot of people don't like hearing that, especially the, the seniors that are on the team this year, but. It's just the truth of yeah, the matter. Yeah. It's just the reality, right? Yeah. Um, it's a rebuilding year. Uh, a lot of sophomores, mm-hmm. uh, juniors are playing, which is exciting for the years to come. I hear they have a good up-and-coming freshman. <laughs> hey, we, we got some. We, we got about four or five freshmen that, let's just say that, you know, they're redshirt freshmen on varsity, which mm-hmm. I think is great. They're getting to dress out and do all the things, uh, but they're still on freshmen. But, you know, I mean, like Sam Lee, you know, he's the best player on Lake Creek's team, sophomore. Mm-hmm. You know, DeBron, Hampton, right, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had Aiden Kaplan, right? So you got North County guys, SCFL guys mm-hmm. that I remember you competed against these kids as well, and you're getting to see them, and they're starting on, on varsity. Yeah. They're actually starting. Aiden Kaplan's the right tackle on varsity. DeBron's the starting slot. Sam Lee is starts on everything. Yeah. Yeah, he, he is all world. You've got a D1 offer baseball to Arkansas already. Oh, wow. He's already committed, and he's on that level. So, yeah. you know, but once again, you know, Sticking to this year, it's going to be tough yeah. for Lake Creek. They got they got to win three games to make the playoffs, and you got Aiden Consolidated, Huntsville, Montgomery, mm. still left on your schedule. Uh, you know, the, the mix in uh, one of the Lamar teams, uh, but going to be tough, yeah. tough sled, yeah. man. That's what I love about this area is you just have so many good athletes. But you know, football's a religion in Texas, and 
and uh, that that holds true in Montgomery County and in the area. And we've known a lot of these kids for you know a decade and watched them play. And and you know we're one of those crazy parents that sign our kids up for football at five and six years old. But it's paying uh, off. Yeah, it's, it's paying off. We yeah, weren't that crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So Aiden's yeah. doing great at college football. Yeah, absolutely, the coaches yeah. love them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and, and and but I just I, I just love that about our area, Montgomery County, is these kids shining at the varsity level, and it's just going to be so much fun to watch with uh, with Lake Creek because you know regardless of what happens this year, they have so much young talent going to be good you know next year and and uh you know i'm not a big fan of of rebuilding uh and i know that's a common term used in sports and maybe i'm chris beard biased because he talks mm. about this a lot you know every team he's ever had he had to um re uh, chemistry everybody you know it's always new faces um and and all that good stuff so um you know every year you get new kids and some of them are veterans of your team and know how you coach and and right. some are new Summer transfers, whatever it is. And, and Chris and Beard, the uh, head coach of uh, University, of University of Texas, Texas basketball, uh, men's basketball program. Okay. Yep. My high school teammate at McCullough, yep. class of 91. Yep. So, yep. Um, you know, and he, he just talks about that a lot. But anyway, I, I just I, I love the, the football programs in this area and, and happy our kids are part of it. Right, right exactly. Now, so, yeah. So. And, and one thing to add before we, we jump to the 6A, um, kind of concluding or adding more substance to the last segment that we did, you know, before the commercial break. Was in Jan in December, everybody's got to turn in that slate mm -hmm. to, to, to redistrict, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so, in turn, we'll be interested to see. I, I, I think both of these schools, Montgomery and Lake Creek, will stay 5A. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think they're remotely close. Mm -hmm. However, there's so growing, many people. Montgomery County is it's a growing, growing area. It's so growing. You know, you know, 13 6A could have Lake Creek and Montgomery sooner rather than later. Especially if that 7A happens. That's where yeah, all this stuff gets yeah, so interesting. Absolutely. So anyway, yeah. but, uh, but you know, good luck to the to the Bears. Uh, good luck, obviously, to the Lions. Uh, freshmen, we, we got a big game tonight uh, at a and Consolidated. So, yeah. so we got to go there. So be interested to see what the future uh, has on both teams. Um, but, yeah, but. Big game for Lake Creek and, and, and also a big game for Montgomery, yeah, um, you know, this week. So I can't wait to. And Montgomery's good. Montgomery's so good. So it's full. They both are undefeated. Yeah, yeah. They both are undefeated. Fun to watch. Yep. So 6A, 13-6A, um, we uh, here at Woodlands Online Sports uh, broadcast, um, live stream the, the all the games at, at Wood Forest and Buddy Moorhead Stadium up at the campus at Conroe High School. Well, we got some big ones uh, coming up yeah, this so week, bro. Thursday. So here's the schedule rundown. On October 7th, this Thursday, the Woodlands goes up against Willis. That kickoff time is at 7 p.m. at Wood Forest Stadium in Shenandoah, Texas. Um, if <laughs> downtown Shenandoah. Downtown Shenandoah, <laughs> Texas. If you can't make that game, tune in to Woodlands Online. All you got to do is go to the Woodlands Online homepage right at 7 p.m., the link will be there. You can click on it. We live stream it, and um, it's, a, it's a lot of fun uh, doing those games. That's going to be a good game. Uh, October 8th, uh, Friday, Grand Oaks against College Park, Woo! 7 p.m. Wood Forest <laughs> Stadium. And then also uh, October 8th, Friday, Conroe against Oak Ridge, 7 p.m. Moorhead Stadium. Um, if you can't do any of those and you're just out and about on social media, you can follow uh, Woodlands Online uh, on Twitter at WOL Sports, Facebook, Woodlands Online, and also Instagram, Woodlands Online. We, uh, the guys do a great job of updating games, 
uh, that we're at and, and all that good stuff. But make it to those games because you're about to see some really good high school football. Oh, my God. Like, I'm so, so, so finish your promo. Yeah, so are, are you done with the promo? No, okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm asking because well, okay, I'm excited. Well, there's the promo, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to talk pre-district here in 13-6A, okay. right? And, and you better give me my – I, I want to know the districts too. I want to know yeah, what the yeah. records are. So, yeah. let's, give, let's give the people what they want, yeah, Eric. Here, here, here it is. So coming into pre – so you got to understand there's only six teams in – in uh, uh, 13-6A. So you got the Woodlands College Park, Oak Ridge, uh, Grand Oaks, Willis, and Conroe. And so they only play five district games. So they had four um, pre-district games, and um, everyone took a bye at the same week. So some collaboration there. Good job by coaches. <laughs> All you guys, right? Athletic directors, Rack, that's a great job. Madison, uh, uh, Schmidt, uh, Jackson, uh, Heidemann, and, and Willis guy. No. I, My I, bad, can't, Willis, yeah, yeah. I, I got you covered for next week. Yeah, we're going to have it. Hey, by the way, this might be the first time that all coaches all agreed yeah. on something. Because it, it's, even though it's only six schools, yeah. this district is by far the most competitive. And I'm talking off the field. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a lot that happens within this district. So last week, everybody had a bye week. Everybody's rested. Coming into district play, here is the, the, the hierarchy of the records. Right? Okay, all right. So you got Grand Oaks at 5-0. and up. Wow. You got College Park at uh, four and one. They lost the uh, opener to Cinco Ranch and then has steamrolled everybody else. Had a couple of close games, but really looking good. Kind of got their feet under them, from my opinion, of where they finished off last year's district champs, right? Right. right. So, so they look really, really strong. Um, and then the Woodlands at three and two, don't let that fool you. Those mm. two losses. Um, Katie High School and Bridgeland uh, High School. Um, Two teams with, that are ranked. Well, well, not only Katie's ranked number one in the area, I believe Bridgeland's got to be top ten, if not top five. I, I didn't look at the rankings this week for them, but um, they got Weigman, uh, A&M commitment, yep. uh, probably going to be their quarterback. We watched him play. He is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, they uh, Woodlands lost that game, I think it was 38-32, one possession game. Yep. They were in the game the whole they game. They were. Katie, at Katie. 21-14, one possession game in that game, right? So the Woodlands really, and by really. By the way, Katie's number eleven in the nation. Exactly. Yeah. So, so and, <laughs> the and, nation so, guys. So the Woodlands don't let that record fool you. The Highlanders are coming in tested. And I interviewed Coach Rapp about three weeks ago before uh, a game, and that's what he told me. He loved the schedule. He wanted his team to go in through the gauntlet. And hey, we're gonna we're gonna take some, you know, we're gonna go and challenge ourselves and play some really good football teams. And we might get punched in the mouth, but that's gonna make us better um, for district play. And that's all these coaches are worried about in district play. Because guess what? None of these records matter for playoffs. They're all zero and zero right now, exactly. right? So uh, that's what matters. Willis three and two. Now they drop to uh, Huntsville. And I uh, forgot the other team they lost to, but they went on the road to College Station where you guys are going tonight and beat a, at the time, uh, 5A state ranked number five A&M Consolidated. They got DJ Lagway is amazing. Oh I've been saying this all pre, yes. pre-district. I, I believe that Willis is really going to surprise some people. Uh, it just depends on the supporting cast of what DJ has uh, around him. You know, he is a game changer, but football is a team sport. He doesn't play defense. <laughs> so, you know, the everybody else has got to 
has got to really uh, support him and 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 uh, so, yeah. Yeah, and the first the loss was to Tom Ball. Tom Ball. That's Tom right. Ball. That's right. Yes. That's right. Tom Ball, which is which great, is a good team. Great school. Uh, yeah, beat beat Oak Ridge really bad. So um, you know, Tom Ball's a really good team. I think they're top in their district, which is all the Klein schools and uh, Tom Ball Memorial. Yes. And, yes. and so they're top in their district right now. So that's a. Good loss if there is one, you know. Yeah, well, the Huntsville one was a was a bad one. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know. Yeah. So they're, they're first game of the season, I believe. Well, right? it, it well, that Tom Ball was actually the first game. Oh, okay. and then Huntsville was, was the the second, second game. game. But and now know, they now they got their feet under. Yeah, them and, and Willis and Huntsville used oh. to be rivals no. when Willis was. was I just 5A. think I just think you know, although five A, I think going on the road and beating a top five state ranked team in five A is just huge for that program mm-hmm. uh, with Willis mm-hmm. and and, and uh, I, I think they're gonna. Think they're going to make some some big headway. Conroe two and three. Um, you know, I think they're better uh, than they were last year. They have the leading um, uh, uh, quarterback as far as passing yards. I'm about to go over that. And then Oak Ridge at one and four. Oak Ridge is really struggling um, this year. Coach Smith talked to him. Start seven sophomores at least the game I talked to him before pregame. Um, I'm sure that's the case. Steve Smedley. Um, who, uh, you know, played really well, uh, I think, second game of the season. Uh, he got injured. Um, I have, you know, inside source, may, may not be back against Conroe, so we'll see. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, I'm sure he's uh, uh, recovering and following uh, the coaching staff and medical staff's game plan for his injury on his leg. And uh, I'm sure he's practicing this week, so don't know if he's going to play. But if he does play, uh, that'll be huge for them because yeah. he's yeah. a junior quarterback that, that has varsity experience from last year, a uh, really good player, had a really good youth football coach when he first moved to Texas from Utah. Like, that's me. I know. Okay, I oh, just, yeah. Like, I was you. I was waiting for you to bite. Yeah, so. yeah no, I was you. I was, uh, I was waiting. But, but what I'm so <laughs> excited about is, is there is just so much talent at the quarterback position. And, and this district, um, and, and, you know, let me tell you why. So DJ Lagway, he's a sophomore. He's at Willis. He is just racking up offers. I think TCU just offered him. Arkansas. Arkansas's offered yep. him um, and, and, and whatnot. Um, 613 passing yards, 372 yards rushing, um, you know, in, in four games for a sophomore. Uh, really good stats. Um, and then you go to the Woodlands, and you got our guy Mabry. Yeah. We've been watching tear up SCFL. Since he was eight years old. Since he was eight years Golly. old. And now he's quarterback, and he's just doing a phenomenal job. I think he was in uh, – I think he was at Miami. He was at the Miami He was. Game. Yeah, he, know, was. Uh, he was. He's been offered by everybody. He I'm was, pretty yeah. sure there won't be – a, uh, if he went division. to the Florida game as well, yeah, right. Florida played Alabama. Yeah. He was there yep. in the LSU, swamp. LSU, Texas Tech is offering. Oh, yeah. Pretty sure there won't be a um, uh, a D one university that doesn't offer to Mato- to Matower, uh, Big Mabry, yeah. and uh, and the he, fact that, that him and DJ both are sophomores. Mm-hmm. He has seven hundred ninety nine passing yards and uh, one hundred sixty six yards rushing. Yeah, you know so. Um, really good, um, and and you know he's going to continue to grow as he gets yes. the six A football yes. experience. Um, and then you got Ty Buckman, and Ty Buckman's been uh, a multi Letterman, multi sport. He's been on varsity uh, uh, basketball for since College he was, Park for College Park yep. since he was a freshman. Uh, um, I'm pretty sure uh, he might have had some 
games or, or sometime at varsity of freshman. I don't want to mess it up. I know definitely a big part of the offense since his sophomore year is his senior year. He's uh, 931 yards passing, doing really good, looks much improved over last year as far as his de- uh, decision-making mm-hmm. skills, mm-hmm. Uh, his accuracy, um, and and uh, and his run game. Hey, um, defending district champs. Yeah, defending district hey, champs, yeah. Got it um, done as a junior. And then you go to Grand Oaks, and Grandin, we talked to Coach, I interviewed Coach Jackson mm-hmm. and talked to Coach Jackson, and Coach Jackson is like, you know, we've, we've you know, I started the double wing because that's all we could do is is run the football. And but guess what? They can pass this year, and they got weapons, and they got a really good quarterback named Jacob Smith. Yeah, and he has 968 yards passing, um, probably a lot rushing. Didn't get that stat, um, but it just makes them multi-dimensional because right. they already have a really good run game. I love their hurry-up offense, break the huddle quick, keep defense on their toes. Um, but if you know if you're just going to defend Grand Oaks' um, rushing game. Um, they're gonna burn you. Yeah, and, and I can tell you that right now. Yeah, they got they got X Quanell yeah. Quanell uh, Faircon Jr. Freshman wide receiver statting it up. We'll see how he does in the district. district. Yeah, um, but non district. And, and, and they got some other great players. They just got some weapons. So Grand Oaks also I think is gonna you know be more dimensional than they were last year and years past and and surprise some people. And then um, you know. You got, uh, you know, Smedley, already talked about Smedley at Oak Ridge. But then in Conroe, you got Clayton Gerlach, 1,300 yards, 1,360 yards passing. He's leading the district, and they're two and three. So I don't know if the defense is struggling, but it sounds like they put up a lot of points. They got Williams the third. Uh, I think he's a junior wide receiver. He's going to go play anywhere he wants. Yeah. So offensively, very prolific. Um, I think I just think defense they might be struggling. They a could bit be, or or maybe two or three. But. Then it could be right. You know, or is it something like you know how us you know fantasy football guys like to have where a team is getting beat and they're getting like those last minute stats. Ah, you know, ah. still slinging it around ah. a little bit. So to your point, it could be the defense, but th- that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, to be two and three, you know, not nowhere near the you're top f- echelon. But however, but you're four games in, you got over a thousand yards passing. Exactly. Like well, I mean, level, that's kind of crazy. It is. Know? I mean, it would. I mean, the, the the second closest person to him has what nine hundred some yards. Sixty eight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so he he's like four four over four hundred yards more mm-hmm. than than the person that, that's sitting behind him. That's amazing. Yeah. And and a, and a good passing game, as we've seen, can get you some wins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, because Bridgeland, I remember that Willis Bridgeland game. Bridgeland didn't come in looking that big. They they actually look way smaller than the And I get it. The Willis makes a lot of teams look small uh, on the field. However, he was proficient. Yeah. You know, and Woodland's, and Woodland's offensive line, three hundred and five average weight, three hundred five. Yeah. I mean, that's who cares what how high they, how tall they are? It's three hundred five. Yeah, wow. exactly. Um, but I'm with you there. Yeah. yeah okay. I mean, well, I mean, so we, we we got the stats. Yep. We know. The rankings yep. and the standings, and we've already announced the schedule. Mm-hmm. So you know what time it is, Eric. It prediction. is now time prediction for prediction. Time. Now, before we, we, we make our predictions, guys, we just want to specify this. This is for entertainment purposes only, guys. Uh, Eric and I are not indicate or not uh, rather not indicating, but Eric and I are, are, are not advocates of anyone uh, making bets on 
high school football game. So please don't reach out to your bookies trying to get a line. We don't even know what lines are in high school football. This is just for fun. I know some of you parents have been reaching out to me uh, telling me that you can't wait for this segment, right? Either it's because I'm going to pick your team or you're going to be able to come back to me uh, on Monday and give me crap for me being wrong. However, <laughs> I'm rarely not wrong. Hey, I'm going to throw a disclaimer out there, right? So so I'm a Highlander alum, class of 91. McCullough's still the Woodlands, Highlander, same mascot. So same school. So I'm alone. Okay. My kids go to College Park. <laughs> so I love the Cavaliers. Um I'm a huge Mike Schmidt fan, Coach mm, Schmidt yep. at Oak Ridge. Yep. Um, and and uh, and and I I'm, now I'm a big uh, uh, Mike Jackson fan with with Grand Oaks. Um, we, in other words, we've coached kids that go to all these high schools. Oh, I know. And play on all these all teams. These, yeah. And and know a lot of you parents, so so we're fully aware. We're gonna make some people upset oh, yeah, exactly. a little bit. Right. But this is all in good fun. And and to be honest with you, I'm going to, you know, this is just my assessment of where I think all these games should be close. Um, you know, Oak Ridge is really the Oak Ridge and Oak Ridge is really the only team that struggled, but we know why. Injuries and right. inexperience in youth. But Coach Smith team, you know, in my humble opinion, Coach Smith is a Hall of Fame coach. You never bet against that guy. Right. You know, so that said, you know, sometimes you do got to bet against them. Exactly. And, and, and we'll, we'll dive into the games here in a second. But, yeah, to your point, you know, like being able, you know, to have and build these relationships, the same thing, right? Obviously, you know, Jalen's at Lake Creek High School, right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Pat Kennedy fan yeah. just by the sheer nature of where we are located. Yeah. Um, and uh, building these other relationships, you know, my good friend, Mike Jackson, like he – like Stephen A. Smith – Calls Tim Tebow his buddy, his yeah. good buddy. Yeah. Coach Jackson's my good buddy. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's he, a great man. Yeah. You know, he, he's shown a lot of love to our Pines yeah. organization, um, and you know, allows us to you know play our games there. And he's he's a player's coach. Kids that I've coached, you know, Lil Q, right, Canolas of the world, uh, Tristan Frazier's. They all have praised mm-hmm. what they're building over yeah. there, right? You Absolutely. know, me moving into the area, all I heard about was yeah. the women's, yeah. right? Yeah. Coach yeah. Schmidt being there, yeah. DJ Lagway, you know, being out at Willis and getting to follow all these guys. So definitely we have friends yeah. and family all throughout. Yeah. This year. But however. So those disclaimers out of the way, Jay and I are also people who just kind of look what's ahead of us and move forward. So if you get your feelings hurt, we apologize <laughs> in advance. We're really not going to care too much. We're, you know, this is all in fun. It's yeah. high school sports. It, so, you know, it's exactly. kind of like laughing it, at ourselves for Little League sports. Like, it, it, it is. Greatest youth Little League sports coaches ever? No. But yeah, exactly. Maybe, but, but. <laughs> yeah, he, he, BJ's a good on but that. But, hey, yeah. hey, all in good fun. So, that said. Okay, so right. so let's, let, let, let's, let's go ahead because I've already been getting hit up on people. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, you got to do the 5A. We'll, we'll give you okay, all the 2-5A. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll do the 2-5As. All, right. all right. So, we, we, we talked about it. We can start with Lake Creek. Lake Creek and, and A&M consolidated. That's going to be tough. That's just going to be tough. A&M consolidated really, really good. It doesn't matter where this game. This game can be played on the moon, Eric. And it breaks my heart, but I'm going to have to pick A&M consolidated for, for the win. I'm rooting for an upset. 
But yeah. with my official pick, because, yeah. you know, we're going to have to have a running tally. Yeah. You and I are going to have to see who, who who's going to be right every I want to say if one of their freshmen, Jalen Mickens, was on varsity, <laughs> that I'd, pick, I'd pick Lake Creek. No, I'm just kidding, guys. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go with uh, A&M Consolidated only because I haven't seen either team play just looking on paper, just looking on records. I wish you guys at Lake Creek all the luck in the world. I hope you go up there and and. Kill well, it's them. a home game. Yeah, it's it a home game for varsity. Yeah, yeah but yeah. So, it's, so it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna go A&M consolidated yeah. as well. Okay. So. Now the big one: two undefeated teams, right. Fulcher, Montgomery Bears. I've I've seen both teams. Fulcher, they're they're physical. They cut a lot, mm -hmm. by the way. Mm -hmm. Cut block mm -hmm. um, for our, 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 our baby viewers. Mm -hmm. uh, they're and they're fit. They're like I'm talking crazy with it, Eric. They, they, uh, their corners like the jam, you know. But they'll play soft. The defensive coordinator does a really good job of mixing up, you know, confusing the quarterback, giving them different viewpoints. Um, running game, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, passing game is, is is fine. But 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 collectively they have a team. However, the Montgomery Bears, which I am predicting to actually win, are district i think montgomery stays undefeated and they give fulcher their first loss of the season i'm gonna go with our boys in north county our old boys <laughs> in north county i'm gonna go with montgomery bears too i think they have a uh, a good program and, and they're gonna win a lot of games and and so yeah i'm gonna go with uh, montgomery over fulcher as well all right perfect all right so we agreed on five a. let's see if we can agree ah, on six a. here we go so which one are we starting with first Eric? so so first game on the slate thursday night woodlands willis uh, Mabry Matower, DJ Lagway, both quarterbacks going at each other. Um, future D1 quarterbacks. Future, future definitely D, D1, big time playing on TV. Power 5 conference. Quarterbacks, yes. absolutely. Um, who you got? Oh. oh, you want me to go first? It doesn't matter. I, I yeah. mean, if you want to, you already gave substance to it. Uh, I, I, I can go. Um, look, Willis, do I think they're going to be there at some point? I do. Um, I. And it's funny, you know, because we almost could have brought them into the first segment about, is it fair? You, you proposed that question. Um, I don't think Willis is ready for the, the show. I, I don't. This is, if they were still in 5A, Willis would be predicted, mm -hmm. which, by the way, Huntsville beat them, which we can talk about that later again. Mm -hmm. But they would be in the mix for winning the district, mm -hmm. right, with Montgomery and, and Huntsville. Mm -hmm. um, but... The Willis, they're battle-tested. Mm -hmm. like, like, like you talked about, those two losses to Katie and to Bridgeland is going to make this game a blowout. So I'm picking the Woodlands, and it's not even close. Oh, not even close? Not even close. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to go with my Highlanders as well. Um, I think that um, defensively the Woodlands has enough to contain DJ Lagway to an extent. I still think he will have a big stat day. I bet he scores three touchdowns. Okay. I bet his stats approach that two, three hundred <clears throat> yard mark passing, and then probably close to in the air because the Woodlands is going to be so worried about pass protection yeah. or pass coverage. Yeah. He's if 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 he's scrambling, <laughs> he's getting some yards, right? So uh, uh, I'm with you. Woodlands, Woodlands. Woodlands is going to pull that one out. Um, I think Willis, uh, you know. Until they play through the district and show us, hey, we can we can beat these teams. Uh, it's really, and I haven't seen them play this year, so you know that's an, another disclaimer. So no disrespect to Willis at all. Uh, I think they got a football good football team, but yeah, the Highlanders. Yeah, Highlanders are gonna be tough after close game, one possession to Bridgeland. 
one possession to Katie at Katie. You're right, and that's uh, and that's ooh. it. Yeah, and, and and just if I were just to know that about the Highlanders, if I were just to know they went to Katie and played twenty one fourteen, I'm like, okay, y'all are about to run through a lot of people. Right, you know? right, right, exactly. Because Katie's that good. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. really that good. Yeah, you know, so. Um, um, no, I love it. Okay, so let, let's let's go Conroe Oak Ridge okay, right now. Okay, Because I, I want to say uh, the main event. Uh, yeah. All right, so go ahead, Eric. So on Friday uh, at, up in Conroe at Moorhead, Buddy Moorhead Stadium, uh, we got Conroe uh, and the uh, Oak Ridge War Eagles. Um, so <laughs> who you got? This is interesting, mm-hmm. right? I mean, um, both teams kind of – Coming in, district play, you know, you don't know, right? You know, I, I know we talked about the injuries with, with Oak Ridge. Because uh, Schmidt is a Hall of Famer. And, uh, you know, can't he rally the troops, right? Can, can he be uh, Coach Eric Taylor from Friday Night Tights when he had to leave West Dillon to go to East Dillon? Mm-hmm. And East Dillon didn't even have a football field. And Eric just molded the community. And next thing you know, Iron Man football is going on. And now East Dillon is the place to be. Now, that's TV, Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is real life. Yep. And real life, I got to go with that kid that's been throwing 1,300 passing yards. Like, I, I, I think Conroe, once again, this is – I think Conroe beats Oak Ridge, and I don't think it's going to be close. Like, this is another one that I am going to go with the Tigers, and I think they jump on them early, and they don't look back. Okay. I, you know, with Conroe, I am so impressed – just on paper. I haven't seen him play. I'm definitely going to watch this game. I think I'll be doing the, at the same time, I'll be doing the broadcast for the Grand Oaks and College Park game. But I'm going to go back and make sure I watch this game despite the outcome. Uh, Conroe, I really want to see Garlock um, and, and uh, Williams and, and the offense and all that. Um, you know, I've already talked about Coach Smith, what I think about him, the respect I have for him. Um, and you know, defensively, to me, what it's going to come down to, A, is Smedley back, and is Smedley 100%. And, and you know, that's going to be because it doesn't seem like if you're Conroe and you have a quarterback that's throwing for 1,360 yards in four games, but you're two and three, um, that, you know, you might have some defensive struggles there. That said, uh, you know, Oak Ridge has author – if Smedley's back, I'm just going to assume Steve Smedley's playing. I'm just going to assume, All right? That, right? Okay. I'm just going to assume. Okay. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to go Oak Ridge. Gonna okay. Go I'm going to go All Oak Ridge right. in a tight one. Okay. Um, so okay. I'm going to go Oak Ridge and back the War Eagles on uh, on that one. So. All right. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, I think it's only fair that you get to go first in one game. So <laughs> I, I, I'm going to let you uh, uh, make the, your prediction finale, first yeah. in the so, grand finale, so grand which, o- which is basically the game of the week. Yeah, absolutely. In the district. I mean, that, it yeah, goes so, without saying. So undefeated Grand Oaks um, playing College Park. College Park will be the visiting team at Wood Forest Stadium. They all play at Wood Forest. So uh, still home stadium, but visiting team. Uh, grand Oaks coming in at 5-0. and oh. College Park coming in at four and one, won their last four games. Um, you know, I've I've seen most of College Park's games. I've seen more of College Park than I've seen of everybody else, right? Yeah. And um, I really like uh, you know them defensively. They got some. They got Jack Johnson, good linebacker, um, and you know they they might struggle a little 
a, a little bit in the secondary, um, but you know they have to contain run pass, mm -hmm. right? And what what I know about College Park is they got Buckman, they got Modanka, they got uh, Brigman, uh, they got Rook. They got a lot of offensive weapons. You know, they got Chance Paldrell. Jackson at, at center. Yeah, they got Chance Jackson at center. They got Paldrell. Um, They got a great offensive line uh, with Kobe Williams and, and Chance Jackson as, as the anchor at center. Um, you know, really good. On the other side, you got Grand Oaks, who has a very a good quarterback in Jacob Smith, has a lot of weapons. Um, they're not just a run team anymore. They're a pass team. Um, you know, so so this this one's a tough one, Jay. This one's a tough one. But I'm going Cavaliers. Oh! I'm going Cavaliers <laughs> in the title. No disrespect to Grand Oaks and Coach Jackson. I think they're a good team, but I'm going Cavaliers. I think they pull out. Uh, a good, a good, a good football team, a good football game on Friday night. I like it. I like it. That's a great pick, yeah. solid pick, Eric. I mean, the defending district champs, mm -hmm. right? Getting the the start off of one and zero against the up and new coming Grand Oaks High School, right? Mm -hmm. So, and look, Cos Park, they 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 have it all. I mean, even Jalen Jackson, right? You know, she runs all the cheer programs. Not only for help with Cos Park, but I know she helps with other high schools. Shout out, Jalen. Does an amazing <laughs> job. Yeah. I mean, you named all the studs. Coming up from the ranks of SEFL, even you mentioned some Pines mm -hmm. kids, which, by the way, Brigman won a state championship. Our first ever state championship won with the organization. Alex Brigman was a big part of it. So they got that. They got Chance Jackson. They got Mama Jackson. Well, I'm here to tell you. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, but I'm being for real. Grand Oaks High School oh. is going to good, gonna get the victory okay. against them. My good buddy, Mike Jackson, and company, yeah. they're coming in. <laughs> they're going to keep this thing rolling. I know they had a softer schedule in the preseason, but I think these kids are ready for the big show, and I think that when that clock hits zero, Grand Oaks, be on top. Grand Oaks is going to be on top. What do you think is the key to that game? What do you think is going to be the difference to that game for Grand Oaks to pull out the victory? Well, um, I, I don't know if they need to, to do anything to change in, in essence of like keys to the victory. I think they just stay true to who they are. One thing, and maybe the Cavaliers made changes, but, you know, when you and I did that game against Klein, mm -hmm. you know, Klein actually was able to move the ball. Mm -hmm. and, and Klein is not, in my opinion, that great of a team in essence of, you know, all the other Klein teams, mm -hmm. you know, in their district. But, um, you know, they were able to move the ball. Um, their defense rattled uh, College Park a little bit in the first half. I know College Park bounced back, and they took care of business in the second half. But uh, defensively, um, I, I thought Klein did a really good job. And so I, I think that if Grand Oaks just sticks to what they do, mm -hmm. which is that fast pace and, mm -hmm. you know, running to the line and running the football, mm -hmm. uh, I, I believe that that's going to be their true keys. Yeah, and you brought up that Klein game. That was the game that College Park played horrible in the first half. And then they did. scored – what, 30-some-odd unanswered points right. came back and, and, and won that game, I think it's going to come down to stops defensively because I think both offenses are very capable of putting points on the board, racking up yards, uh, but I think it's going to come up to defensively who can make the most stops, right? Because the offense is going to be there. Who can make the most stops? My bet is going to be on CP 
your bets on Grand Oaks. Yeah. So there we have it. Yeah. Right, yeah. I like it. And, and you, you're, you're going to be doing that game. Are you doing it with Vinny? Yeah, Vinny. Vinny. Oh, yeah. wow. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I, I might I might go I might go watch the game. I might be your sideline correspondent. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'll be calling you. Absolutely. I, yeah. I, think, I think I can cover that because Grand Oaks, because uh, Lake Creek plays Thursday night. So I, I would be freed up Friday night to – to potentially go to that game, so let me, let me, let me see about getting, <laughs> see if Woodlands Online can get me on the sidelines. As so. Jay works off his schedule off camera, um, you know, for this Friday, that's yeah, it's going to be a great game. So those are our predictions for thirteen six A week one. It's going to be exciting. This is going to be a fun district season, and I don't think anybody really knows, you know, like. The Woodlands, you know, there's some teams in there that anybody has a shot oh, yeah. at, at College Park at that top spot. The Woodlands looks the most dangerous mm-hmm. because of the Katy uh, Bridgeland game. Mm-hmm. Um, College Park looks dangerous at defending because of the last four games and, and kind of their offensive weapons. Grand Oaks, their offense. I mean, Grand Oaks is in a groove. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Willis with DJ, you know, it's 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 going to be a College lot of fun. Paul, I mean, Conroe yeah. with the quarterback. Conroe with the quarterback. <laughs> you know, and Oak Ridge, you know, with Schmidt and Smedley. And, and, uh, and they, you know, they've just got some injuries. You know, if this, everyone was healthy, I just think it would be a totally different, different, yeah. different team. Uh, uh, Keith, you know, like right. those guys. Oh, and, yeah. That's right. I forgot Sammy's out yeah, again. Yeah, Sammy, oh. you know, he's one of their best defensive players. Right. So, um, you know, just that that type of somebody. Hey, it's going to be. They still have Dexter Green. Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be yeah. really, really exciting, uh, exciting football come here in, in district. So, you know, college NFL, uh, you want to talk college NFL real quick? Well, or? I mean, I, I think I think we might be getting short on time. So, yeah. we, so, yeah. so we probably could pick it up. I think we went a little longer on that. So, yeah. guys, coming up next, we will be closing out the show with Today in Sports History. So stay tuned. Woodlands Online is committed to serving our local community. From news and events coverage to shows and blogs, everything we do is hyper-local. Woodlands Online, by the Woodlands, for the Woodlands. All right, we're back here with a weekly fallout closing segment. This day in sports, Jay. This day in sports, I always love this because you get to look back at what happened throughout history. I'm a huge history buff. It was my minor in college. I uh, love history, love sports history. Uh, so what do you got for us? Yeah, so basically, um, you know, let's just kind of roll out and start talking about some of this stuff. So in 1880, Eric, 1880, that's a long, 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 long time ago. Was our grandparents, our grandparents would even thought of. Our great, great, great grandparents. Yeah, my grandparents, my earliest ones was 1911, 1913. There you Before go. Yeah. There you go. So. I don't even know what was around. However, I know this was around in 1880. The National League kicked the Cincinnati Reds out for selling beer. <laughs> Pete Rose wasn't even thought of, but yet he would be rolling around in his grave, but I guess rolling around in the wound, I guess, in this case. <laughs> right. The well, game. So the not, whole National not, League not kicked. Not in the wound yet. Facts. So, but you can't say, yeah. Okay, exactly. But, however, he was there. So imagine the Reds getting kicked out for selling beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So on that topic, nineteen or eighteen eighty-two, on the same same time period, two years later, yeah, and and to commemorate the Astros beating the White Sox in Game One of uh, MLB playoffs uh, tomorrow in eighteen eighty-two, first World Series baseball game, uh, Cincinnati Red Stockings beat the Chicago White Stockings. 
They weren't the socks back then. Stockings. They were the stockings. Oh, wow. Four to O at Bank Street Grounds in Cincinnati. So 1982, the White Sox got beat, just like the Astros will beat them tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So did they wear white stockings or black stockings? Yeah, I think it just evolved to socks, you know? That's like, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it just evolved I'm glad socks. that they, yeah. they brought in the marketing team. You know how, you know, like our parents used to think stuff was cool, and then they get old, and then we come along, and like, oh, that's not cool. We think this is cool. I think that's what happened with stockings and socks. You know, like the kids came along, and like, yeah. why do you call yourself stockings? That's weird. Why just socks? Yeah. You know? like, well, but the only difference with that is that normally it comes back around like bell bottoms were cool, then they weren't cool, now they're cool again. Are they? I've seen people bring it, bringing it back. Afros, bring it, wearing the, the look. Kids are wearing shorts. Remember, we used to make fun of John Stockton for wearing the little shorts. Now look at all our boys. That's true. All our boys want to wear. That's true. Little little so shorts. I was, I, when I was in high school basketball, I was in that trend when baggy shorts started to come right, along. Right, same you know, with when me. I played junior college ball, baggy shorts, and I I wasn't a big baggy shorts fan. And I used to actually have teammates that would trade. Yeah. And they would try to get they were the, they were the guards and I'm a you know, I'm a six five, you know, forward. And they're like, Hey, Eric, give me your extra large yes. shorts. It's like, what you got? Smalls? Yeah. Like, why? So you're to be baggy is like so minor huggers? Like, well, how does that make sense, right? Like anyway, hey, anyway. it's so funny because we did the same thing. I would go and tell our guy and great kid that my name was Jackson Fan was our shooting guard, six five. But he liked the little shorts. And so every season I would go to him like, Jackson, get your shorts. <laughs> and he was, you know, obviously loved doing that. But but uh, anyway, I don't think the stockings will ever come back. That's my point. Mm -hmm. I think that that's just the deal the of socks. Socks. Okay. All right. Next day. So 1985. 1985. We're alive. I'm, I'm eight years old. I don't know how old you are in 85. Do you know how old you were in 85? I was uh, 13 years old. Okay. You're 13. So. Mm -hmm. Your boy was eight. You're 13. All right. This is not a big deal in today's football. Uh, However, in 85, uh, it was a huge deal. Joe Montana, right, for the ones that don't remember, he was the great quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Best passing quarterback on the run. Facts. Yeah. Set a NFL record with 57 pass attempts. He threw for five touchdowns and 429 yards. In 1985, do you know how crazy that was? Like, let that sink in where people were still running the wishbone in the NFL, the power eye. The fullback had a bigger contract than receivers in 1985. Mm -hmm. And yet, our guy, Joe Montana, baby, the guy that never lets you passes. down. That's a lot of passes. That's a lot of passes. Oh. A lot of passes. So, um, <laughs> I'm gonna, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to go 1976, and this is interesting to me because I love traveling and seeing different places. 1976, John Hathaway completes a 50,600-mile bicycle tour Ooh. of every continent. So what? how about that on your bucket list? How about posting up at a bar like, oh, yeah, what have you done? Bike the whole continent, like all of them? <laughs> the world. I bike the like, world. Yeah, I, I've done a lot of biking where? The world? <laughs> like, no, no, yeah, really, the world? Like Africa? Yeah, Africa. Like Asia? Yeah, all of it. All yeah. of it. Australia. How many miles is that? 50,600? 50, 50, <laughs> so, Bro, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Wow. Okay. Well, here's my last one. I probably should have did two in a row because that's going to be tough to beat. That's crazy town, by the way. Mm -hmm. Great find. 
2003. And I remember this Monday night football game, by the way, because I was about to doze off because I thought it was over. Uh-huh. And then, of course, it wasn't. So, Indianapolis Colts became the first team in NFL history <clears throat> to win after trailing by 21 or more points with less than four minutes to play in regulation. The game went to an extra period where the Colts defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 38-35. to 35. So, now, key points in that. They were down by 21, and it was four minutes to go in the game. Four minutes. And it, the great Peyton Manning, another first ballot Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. right? Which, by the way, have you heard him and Eli do the Monday Night Football games? Yeah, really good. They're, they're, they're funny. Really good. They're funny. Maybe we can get them on the show. Oh, okay. You think we can get them yeah, to call? Call them, call them, call their agents. See, I mean, see, see, yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll see if the showstopper can can get them. <laughs> see if Justin can can get them on the show for us. Reminds me of that uh, Bishop and uh, Gorman game. Oh, uh, I can't like wait a, for that day in sports history, so we can bring a that up. Minute left, they come back from like seventeen. Yeah, yeah crazy. That was crazy. Anyway, so a lot, a lot of people should remember that game. That was one of the craziest <laughs> comeback games. Uh, that I've ever seen, and I'm, I'm glad that I, I sucked it up and yeah. uh, didn't close my eyes too early. So we're gonna in the in the lat or the first uh, that day in sports history was something applicable to this guy and I. So a lot of you know us as football guys, uh, you know, either through the broadcast or SEFL or Pines or you know, whatever, coaching and, and all that good stuff. We're actually basketball guys. Like, <laughs> you know, we came into this knowing pretty much nothing about football except for when we stopped playing in high school <laughs> right? and and what that was. But we were, we were some pretty good hoopers. I know you had a good shot. Yeah. Um, I was, I was a, as Chris Beard likes to say, I shot the ball every time, never passed him the ball. So I was a shooter, <laughs> you know. Uh, but – on that basketball day, this day in history, 1993, after nine se- uh, seasons and three championships with the Chicago Bulls, oh, greatest no. basketball player ever. We can add that to another if you're a LeBron guy. No. no. <laughs> Announces his retirement from the NBA, went on to play a little minor league baseball in the Stockings organization. <laughs> the White Stockings. Uh, the White Stockings <laughs> organization. Returns March 18, 1995, and leads the Bulls to another three NBA titles. Wow. Michael Jordan, greatest yes. that ever did it, man. And, and what a great way to end the show, yeah. to end it with the greatest. And there will never be a debate yeah. on this show about who's the greatest in basketball. Yeah. because it's really, it's really a tough argument, a tough question, because, I mean, it's, it's so hard to argue errors and, and what was going on because the game's changed. You know, it's been, uh, you know now it's more protected. You know, I mean, think about the Pistons and the Bulls and yeah. the Celtics and the Knicks. Yeah. Battling it out. Oh, yeah. Like, that didn't mean shooting three points or who could break someone's ankles with a move. That meant who 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 didn't come out of the game with a black eye getting in the paint. You right, know, exactly. That type of stuff. Exactly. It was just a different game. And, and, you know, so well, you know, a really unfair thing. But, yeah, Michael Jordan's a great. Oh, he's player. a great. Well, I mean, he's a trans center. I mean, at the end of the day. You know, people still wear his shoes. Yeah, you know, um, I don't. I don't see people wearing um, LeBron, LeBron James shoes LeBron, like and, and 20, and, 20 years and, and after he, you know will, he retired. I will give LeBron credit. Uh, Nike headquarters. They just built the LeBron Center. I think it's called or something like that. But it is a well, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a basketball basically uh, development center for Nike named after LeBron. I think that's huge. 
not taking anything away from Bron or anything like no, that. No, he's, he's great, but he's one just, of the greatest basketball players ever. He came Jordan, out of high school like a man child. And, yeah, well, but, but know, Jordan talking about it. fair, right? Yeah. You know, imagine but, if he played at Willis. I know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but like he, but Jordan just changed the whole game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. What I mean, he transcended the game to make it to where it was worldwide. Yep. You know, and absolutely. so anyway. So that said, thank you for joining us. We had a lot of fun doing this. We're gonna do this weekly. Join us next week for J&E signing out this week in the weekly fallout. Thank you again for joining us. We'll see you soon.